0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: The Bucks game is over. And Now it's time for the longest-running pro hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players.
2: You know, I feel good. I always can get better, but you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay.
3: The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think you know we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's
4: just like the most likable human being, and all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes it after him,
1: and it just—it's really positive. To see that be the team that we give. This is the pick and save pro hoops post game show driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Tausch Schmidt on 1057 FM, The Fan. The
5: officials in Atlanta during a Bucks win tonight filibustering like they're in Congress at the end of that one. Goodness gracious. Welcome in. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. Bucks win in Atlanta, and they wrap up the three-game road trip clean. 135-127, the final, a game that felt like it was over about 25 minutes ago. Then the Atlanta Hawks and Jabari Parker had other things in mind. They had a little bit of a comeback on theirs, and sparked with Trey Young and some tough effort, maybe a little bit of sloppiness, and then... How many replays were there video replays tonight? At least 6. 5 or 6 video replays tonight. Bucks and Hawks in a game that was was fun. It was definitely a lot of offense, a lot of scoring back and forth. Each team, you know, taking a couple of blows. Bucks the heavyweight and and came into it and and ended up getting the win as they should against the Atlanta team, but Coming in, exchanging blows, going left and right, toe-to-toe for points of the game. Atlanta made some runs. It was clear that this game meant a lot to one member of that Atlanta Hawks team. And we get it ruined and slowed down and just stalled by video replay. I will never be a major fan of video replay. Just won't. Uh, we had a conversation about it earlier today on the big show, and it comes back and l- just bleeds into this game tonight where we get six video replays on just some strange calls. That's for sure, to say the least. But the Bucks get the win, and they do it with 33 from Giannis once again. Stop the presses. Giannis dominates again. 33-11-4, a steal, a block couple of turnovers just a couple of fouls tonight maybe one towards the end of the first half that was ticky-tack. but all in all the officiating on Giannis much better tonight than it was just two nights ago for the Bucks Brooke Lopez 3 of 8 and Eric Bledsoe rolling hot knowing that he needs to step up and score in the absence of Chris Middleton he is taking on the load right now at 18 of 17 8 of 17 from the line 9 of 11 from the charity stripe drops. 28 tonight has five dimes and seven boards. And Eric Bledsoe was a man on a mission in his 25 minutes. 30 minutes from Giannis. Not a taxing night. Just a weird night. And and I can't come on here and say Giannis played all that much. At 30 minutes, it appeared after about with about four and a half minutes left in the game. I tweeted out in the middle of the third quarter right after... The initial burst into the second half, where the Bucks trailed this game at half. By the way, after giving up 35 in the second quarter, it just stalled, and the Bucks were were initiating and and driving and scoring. It will <laughs> said they, they've had enough of this. Bucks have had enough. They know it's a back to back, so we're we're going to be done probably about five to six minutes of garbage time in the fourth. We'll get. On home off the plane, get rid of this home road trip. And to think that the Bucks didn't have the road trip on their minds, I think is kind of wrong. They've they've played ten of their first fourteen games on the road. Now you get twelve of fifteen at Pfizer Forum, and you could you know that this team is excited to get back home and and get settled into a groove. It felt there in the beginning parts of the third quarter they were going to run away, and somewhat did. I mean, outscored. The Hawks, by 16 in that quarter, dropped 38, 39 in the fourth. They did their part. The Hawks just would not go away. And 44 by Atlanta in that fourth quarter can kept themselves in the ball game, And they were paced once again by Trey Young, but also a big night from a rookie and a guy that they believe is going to be a massive part of the future in Atlanta, DeAndre Hunter goes off for 27 as well. 414-799-1250. Bucks now gonna get back at home and we can settle into a role of the Bucks being at Five Forum. Twelve of the next 15 games are going to be at Five Forum in the midst of, you know, a great Packer run. It feels like the excitement though is established for this Bucks team. And they're capitalizing on it. And I'm excited to see how they capitalize on it when people start getting into Phi Surf form and they get some of these games at home. And they can just can start to flex a little bit more muscle and put a couple of these teams out maybe a little bit earlier than they do tonight. 414 799 1250. Welcome on in once again. A 135 127 Bucks win over the Atlanta Hawks. It's at the big and Safe pros post game show. You can call us. You can tweet us at 1057 FM. The fan. I'm at Bill Schmidt Radio as well. Start up right now on the south side of Milwaukee with Joel. What's going on, Joel?
6: Hey, what's up, Billy? So tonight was just kind of like, you know, a game they knew they were going to win. And at the end, it got a little embarrassing. It was like high school basketball with all the turnovers. Mm-hmm. Like they had to bring Giannis and guys back in. You didn't want to have to do that. But they got the win. They should catch a little break tomorrow with Dame probably being out. So hopefully we can get that win too. Um, I think the schedule is favorable for them really going until Christmas. Like I was looking at the schedule, and I don't think they'll be underdogs in any game before then. Then they're at Philly at Christmas. They'll probably be a dog there. But with Middleton being out – You know, I think they should be able to hold it down. And hypothetically, right, I know this isn't going to happen, but, like, hypothetically, let's just say they win every game without Middleton. My point is they don't – they do need the production that Middleton has, but I don't think they need Middleton. I don't want to be this guy, but I'm going to be because I've said it and I'm going to say it again. They need to find a better second option than Middleton. And I get why well, you had to sign him. You had to because you lose him, and you can't just give that thirty million to someone else. But now that you have him signed, I really think you should try to make a deal with Middleton, Matthews, a first-round pick. And if you get rid of Matthews, it kind of helps clear things at the two position because he's out there just getting exercise. Like the other night, he was like zero for zero. I mean, I don't know how you get zero shots in an NBA game with so many possessions. But
5: well, and play I, seventeen minutes. And not it's not like he was non-existent on the floor. He's a starter.
6: No, I agree. Mm-hmm. He plays yeah. defense. You know, it's kind of like the Tony Snell factor, but they need to clear up that position, in my opinion, and I think Devin Tenzel and Sterling Brown can be those guys who are still ascending, besides Giannis, um, who is ascending. Those guys, to me, are the only guys on the team that are still ascending, but I think you just need to upgrade that position for long term. Like, you're going to get in the playoffs, obviously, you're going to be a one or a two seed, but to get over the hump, I just feel like you need someone who is not as up and down is Middleton who could give you six like he showed in the playoffs or he can give you 30 but like you need more consistency from your second spot but main point they'll be fine without him in the stretch because their schedule is favorable but I really do hope that Horst takes a look like hey we need to sell Giannis because this is like you gotta sell him I mean hopefully he signs the supermax in the summer and then you're gonna need guys like Sterling Brown and Wilson and Dragon Bender because you can't pay everyone but you got to sell Giannis, and if Middleton is his guy, then okay, fine. But you got to sell Giannis on the best possible team. And sure. I just don't take Middleton as a guy.
5: Appreciate it, Joel. And and I think there is there's got to be names attached to it, right? And and figuring the new one that's surfacing now is Demar Derozan is the one that I've seen surface, um, and he'll be a free agent after next year as well. He's synced up with with Giannis in, in the need for a new deal after next year. I'm not against being able to upgrade at every position on a team. Never have been. And and I never will be. I'm always looking to get better. But what Joel touched on there at the end I think is, is key, that if you believe that this team can upgrade and be better without Chris Middleton, then there's got to be a point in time that everybody sits down and can understand, but is this the dude that Giannis believes he can win with? Because if Giannis believes he can win with him, I think there is a factor and a part of the conversation that has to be with Giannis, dude, we're not going to make this move unless you're cool with it, unless you're down with it. This is why we're doing this. And you explain to him why the move is being made. You don't just make the move and then... He wakes up and he's got new a new guy next to him at the top of the mountain. Right now, Eric Bledsoe is answering a lot of questions that I had about him being one of the top players on this team. Felt like that seventeen and a half million dollars easily could have been redistributed if you wanted to match up the money. And you a lot of people wanted to pit it. Middleton against Bled, uh, Middleton against Brogdon. I thought it was a lot more Brogdon against Bledsoe. And when you signed Eric Bledsoe in the middle of last year, you were set to that. He's going to be your point guard moving forward. Attacking and understanding his role at this exact moment is going to have to be as aggressive as possible, scoring the basketball. You're going to need that if you're going to withstand this this injury time without Chris Middleton. And Eric Bledsoe is answering the bell. Every single night, especially tonight. Was it sloppy at the end of the game? 100%. It was gross towards the end of the game. 19 turnovers by the Bucks. I'd love to know what percentage of those were in the fourth quarter. Not only just the fourth quarter, the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. The Bucs take out Giannis at about the 420 mark of that fourth quarter and let him put on the sweatpants, feel like you're at that point putting it on ice, and instead Giannis has to check back into the game. All starters check back into the game as a run was made quickly, a 7-0 run to close it within eight by the Hawks, and they put the pressure on and finished it out at a 135 127 ball game. You can call us at 414 799 1250. It's the Big and Safe Pros post game show. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. I want to get more into this conversation of the two guard spot because there is a little bit of a logjam. Joel addressed it just there, but one man is clearly playing himself. Out of the log jam and maybe putting that question behind John Horse and the Milwaukee Bucks. I'll explain next, but it's the Big and Safe Pros postgame show after the Bucks have now won nine of their last ten, and yes, we're talking about additions to make this team better, because when you're eleven and three and you're trying to make yourself a championship team, there's always room for improvement. It's the big and safe probes post game show. We're back next here on the fan.
1: Was it a dunk? Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the Wrench and Go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest price auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North, on the fan.
5: The drive to the airport, that's the drive of the game for the Bucs. They get themselves back home, and a lot of home cooking coming up for the Milwaukee Bucks as you forecast into the future. 12 of the next 15 for the Deer will be at Sur Forum, including their next four, starting up tomorrow night on a back-to-back with Portland. And it head into that game, winners five straight, nine of their last ten after a 135-127 victory over the Atlanta Hawks tonight. I'm Bill Schmidt Baby Towish. Appreciate you hanging out. Make it safe probes post game show right here on the fan. The Bucks in convincing fashion have set teams back and, and pushed them to the side, especially inferior opponents. You're waiting for that to happen a lot tonight. We'll go through the game recap here in a little bit, but they had a couple of different opportunities and times where you felt like they had pushed the Atlanta Hawks to the side and just continued to claw back. DeAndre Hunter came into this game and finished this one with 27 for the Atlanta Hawks, their number four overall pick, and NCAA champion last year with the Virginia Cavaliers. But doing this once again without Chris Middleton, the... Competition has been less than difficult, to say the least. It hasn't been like the Bucks have been knocking out top teams across the NBA. Listen, guys, the last five games they've played Oklahoma City, that's where Chris Middleton goes out, and then two against the Bulls, an Indiana team without two of their best players, and also the Atlanta Hawks. And they're not running away from teams. And the average margin of victory here is like 10 or eleven. It's not like the Bucs are blowing teams out without Chris Middleton. But they are getting by. And a lot of questions have started to be answered without Chris Middleton. And I believe one spot is definitely starting to open up. And a position is being able to be taken for the rest of the year. And that is that two-guard spot with Dante DiVincenzo. It, It appears that Dante is just a guy that is going to do anything you need, he's going to do all the dirty work, he's going to get boards, he's going to hustle, he's going to do everything maybe that Sterling Brown does at just a tick better clip, maybe just a little bit higher production level that you're going to get with Dante DiVincenzo over Sterling Brown. But at this exact moment, is there a place where you can get better? Sure. But are you going to be able to do it Right now or during this year, I just don't see it, guys. But internally, where you're going to be able to get better, I think is going to have Dante DiVincenzo getting on the floor a lot more. Wes Matthews is still going to factor into this team. He's still going to play a prominent role. But it does appear that 23 to 28 minutes, he plays 28 tonight, looking like that just might be a little bit too much for Wes Matthews at this point in his career. And I still wholeheartedly believe he's going to be a benefit to the club, especially in in the playoffs. Perimeter defender, you can never have too many of those. But at this moment, when you need scoring, you might be able to find a better role, and you might be able to see a dawning of a guy taking over that spot Exactly like the Bucks had hoped he would. Dante DiVincenzo, when I see Dante play, I see one of the more talented and athletic guys on this club. I also see there's always there's there's players that are just better when they're with better players. Does that make sense? Like guys that are athletic and, and super athletes like Dante and, and just Smart ball players can find, pick their spots, read defense as well, understand where they can fit into the flow of the offense, just knowing the offense, having a couple of runs around the league. Dante DiVincenzo seems to me to be the perfect role player in that two spot. And it is not a knock on Wes Matthews, but at this exact moment, Going forward, I think Dante Divincenzo is starting to elbow him out of that starting two guard spot. And frankly, as I don't think the Bucks are upset or surprised that this is happening. Teams across pro sports do this in in every asset. Every every team does this. Every organization does this. Hell, even in a college, you do this. You don't recruit players to start when they're juniors. You recruit players to start when they're freshmen. You recruit a player to take the junior that you have on campus's job. You drafted Dante DiVincenzo to take a primary role. He was a first-round pick. He was a 17th overall pick. You drafted him to be a key member of this team, most likely a starter from where you were picking in that spot of the draft especially knowing that you're going to have to sign Giannis to a Supermax. So you get Wes Matthews on a veteran minimum contract, it's easy to plug him right now into the starting role. But by January, I think it's clear that Dante will be the starter. By Christmas, in that Philly game, think it might be Dante... But it's starting to creep that it could be closer to December 15th or December 10th that he takes these reins away because the kind of ball that he's playing and the efficiency, just the athleticism, the intensity you get, and just the fit feels like he is the guy that they believed he was when he was drafted out of Illinois. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty 799 1250 Out in Fredonia, Tim's on the fan. What's going on, Timmy?
4: Billy, what's up, Bob? Good hearing from you, man. People laugh at me. I I, I proposed this question yesterday. Like, I don't want Matthews coming off the bench. You know, there's no spot for him. I'm like, you know, he's a good perimeter defender. He can still get you 18 to 20 minutes off the bench. And people laughed at me, Bill. But what really pissed me off was just the the closeout in the fourth quarter tonight. And you brought up the fact that they're not blowing teams out. But you know what? They've been on the road and crap load, the Bucks have. They've played yeah. a lot of road games, Bill. And you know what? They're still winning. Their margin ain't what it was last year as far as, you know, point, point margin by wins. But you know what? At the end of the day, they're 11-3. and three. I still think they're getting their legs. And it's a little bit of a different team. I know we lost pocket, but we added some big bodies. We've got a lot of rim protectors. And quite frankly, Bill, I don't know about you, but I think they're a better team this year. Especially if they trade for one more shooter. They need that, like they did with Miritich last year. He faded like a Walmart T-shirt in right. the playoffs. But you know, but other than that, they need another two guard, like a six-five somebody who can and come in and fill it up. Bill, I don't know what your thoughts are, buddy. Nice talking to you. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Good
5: Bill. hearing from you, Tim. And and I I agree. I you can never have enough dudes that can shoot the basketball, especially around Giannis, who's going to penetrate the lane. Especially around Eric Bledsoe playing the type of ball he's playing right now. And he's exactly right. It's not that Wes Matthews isn't going to factor into the team. I think he can still do that. I think he can do that from a little bit more of a reserved role. I think he can take take a back seat there. It also just allows that second unit too to play more free for Sterling Brown, and George Hill wants to play a little bit slower. Wes Matthews probably plays a little bit slower. Robin Lopez needs to play a little bit slower. So it could be a really, really good fit for the team and what they're trying to do. A demotion always sounds bad, but they'll always they always say when when you get cut or or when you do get demoted, right? It's just the best interest for for the club. And and we still we still value you. We really do. We think you got a lot left. We believe, you know, and they, they list all the good qualities that you have. I don't even think you gotta do that to Wes Matthews. I think this is just the natural evolution of sport. And I watched uh I watched the Lion King the other day on this new Disney Plus, right? It's the circle of life. Wes Matthews was the young dude that took over an older guy's spot and that older dude knew that he was going to get phased out at some point. When Wes Matthews signs a veteran minimum deal to come back to his home team, dude's blew, blown out his Achilles before. He he knows what's going on. He knows where he where he can be at where he's been. And also, you want to win. So whatever it will do and whatever makes this team better, I think is going to be accepted universally around that locker room, and I think that is Dante Divincenzo, especially once Chris Middleton comes back. South side, we find Mike. What's happening, Mike.
7: Hey Billy, thanks for taking the call.
5: Good hearing from you, buddy. Sorry,
7: I was working on my Pharrell there. Ah, uh, good win over a young athletic Petrie's team.
2: Mm-hmm. Did you
5: like? You like, like that so? peach tree thing across the uh, chest, Mike? You, you like that?
7: Uh, are they known for peach trees? I guess. They're well, I guess
5: sure. I guess Georgia is the Peach State, right?
7: Okay. <laughs> I like the ATL when they had that on there. That ain't bad. It make Mike. But I can tell you this. It's the ATL, right?
5: Yes, hundred percent. And Mike, there, I I don't really understand the Cream City. To be completely honest with you, Cream City is brick. But how many? How many times has the city really been considered and referred to as the Cream City? Maybe yeah, I'm just true. missing it's something. Brew City. Right, it's the Brew City. It's not the Cream City.
7: Well, Cream Cream City came from the brick that they built all the buildings on the east side on.
5: Okay. And or maybe maybe it's just a millennial thing.
7: thing. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the box.
5: Get back to it, Mike.
7: Uh, I love Dante's Inferno. The guy's a winner. And then you got... Portland playing two guys down, right?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Damian Lillard will not play tomorrow night.
7: And they got Carmelo, so they're going to be two men down. Mm-hmm. Because uh, even if he's in there, they're two men down. That's a good and one. And then you got Badgers, uh, Detroit, and I hear the Packers have a big game.
5: Oh, uh, yeah, it, I heard it,
7: that. I mean, it's yeah, the rumor went around. Mm-hmm. Should be a great weekend coming up. My birthday's Friday, so go get me some wins for my birthday, guys. Thanks for taking the call, Billy.
5: Appreciate it, Mike. There you go. Get get Mike a birthday win. I always now with DraftKings around, if you I love daily fantasy and I haven't necessarily dabbled as much as I thought I would. Now doing this job, I will tell you, uh post games are a lot more fun when there there is uh stakes. And DraftKings does help that. Daily fantasy for um, those. That is one part of it that I always roll with the dude on his birthday. Or now it's becoming Luka Doncic. We'll take you across the league and see a couple of scores. But Luka just going absolutely bonkers on national television today against a putrid Golden State Warriors team. Did not think I'd be saying that this year, but just a brutal. Golden State team, who end, might end up with the number one overall pick. Take it through and see how this one went down, how the Bucks ran away, then got pulled back, and then got dragged from behind, trailed at halftime, darted out, and then blew it open, only for it to be brought right back together. Bucks do get the win, though. 135-127, take you through it next. It's the Big and Save Probes postgame show on the fan.
1: Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coaches Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coaches on Lake Danoon. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan.
5: I'm looking at the enemy side. It was good to see an old friend. Jabari Parker about it six of 11 27 minutes for the Atlanta Hawks tonight two of four from downtown those two threes that he hit part of a 15 to four run that closed out the second quarter and put the Hawks ahead going into the break At 35 in that second quarter the Bucks only 24 points in that second quarter and uh they then returned the favor dropping 38 and 39. In the following two periods of this one, they win it 135 to 127. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Bucks beat the Hawks in the ATL tonight, or Peach City. Peach Tree is what it was. Really good restaurant, actually. There's a restaurant called Peach Tree just a couple of miles away here from the studio in New Berlin. 414 799 1250. But DeAndre Hunter was the, the big story here tonight. He drops 27 uh for the hawks their number four overall pick in this year's draft he was three of three from downtown three of three from deep as well was the 10th overall pick in this year's draft that was cam reddish trey young eight of 22 man he can fill it up one of five from downtown bucks did catch a break on that a little bit of an off shooting night from trey young as he has 25 points and eight assists as well in tonight's contest the Hawks shoot 14 of 31, almost 40, over 45% from downtown tonight. Bucks just 17 of 33. Before we hear from Eric Bledsoe, who is tonight's MVB, brought to you by Chevy, with 28 points in the game tonight. And he had 17 of those in the fourth quarter. 17 in the fourth quarter. Just let me go through that with you. But he started it off earlier, and so did the Bucks, as they got out in front of this one in the ATL, up by 10 early, thanks to Eric Bledsoe. Quickly at the floor, beautiful play. Bledsoe
0: from Matthews. Yeah, the Hawks are losing track of the Bucks right now. It's a great cut by Bledsoe. West great awareness, seeing them. And instead of flipping into the corner,
2: he saw Bledsoe.
5: That's Steve Novak and Jim Pashkey on the call, That made it fourteen to four. But it would close up in the waning moments of this that first period. Giannis would hammer one down. Thanks, George. Hill. Yeah, would you look at his efficiency?
0: <laughs> he gets a few high percentage shots. <laughs> he doesn't miss those.
5: Yeah, a few high percentage shots. He had another one, but this one, I mean, that's a high percentage shot. Anytime Giannis gets in the lane, anytime that Kyle Korver is from beyond the arc. It also is a high percentage shot. This one made it 34-26 at the end of the first.
0: George Hill finds Giannis. The Bucks on a six-nothing run back out for Corver. That run is nine-nothing as Corver hits the three. Beautiful, beautiful.
5: Heard it right there. That was a nine-nothing run that the Bucks went on in to close out the first period and put themselves up eight. They extend the lead to seven midway through the second quarter of this one. Just beautiful. Bledsoe to Giannis. Here it is. Pucks off the steal. Yes,
0: from Bledsoe. Woo! Woo! Saw that coming. If they redid the 2013 draft, guess where he would be picked? Giannis. Yeah, not 15. I promise you that. Oh, man.
5: Just nasty. And the 22-year vet, Vince Carter, Genius. Just got, got the heck out of the way. He could see that. It was a freight train. Beautiful steal. It's poked out from the baseline. Kyle Korver catches that three-point line. Just a little dish off to the right. Giannis doesn't even take a dribble. Outlet to bled. Two bounces. Put it up. Let Vince Carter get out of the way. And Giannis with the two-handed Thunder to put the Bucks up at that point, forty-two to thirty-five. Keep it there in the second quarter. It starts to get dicey after a couple of Jabari Parker threes coming out of a timeout with just three minutes left in that second quarter. Kyle Korver would have to close it out, and the Bucks would be trailing. But this brought him within three. West
0: Matthews drives, kicks Korver for three. There it is. And Kyle Korver just kind of nonchalantly walks away from the shot, saying, "Finally."
5: Heck, yeah, finally, Kyle Korver, two of six on the night tonight in just 12 minutes. He had just six points. In the third quarter, Bucs would race out early, and part of it, thanks to Brooke Lopez. Three-pointer, good, Brooke Lopez.
0: And that was beautiful because Giannis was all the way under the hoop He got it out to his guy, Brooke Lopez, a couple feet behind the three-point line for that pass. That's not A lot of guys that can make that pass going all their momentum under the hoop.
5: Brooke drops two of his four threes in, finishes with 12 on the night. Five rebounds coming off a night where he had five blocks. Just had a pair along with two personal fouls for Splash Mountain. This, as the Bucs start to really press the gas down, they had another 15-4 run there in the third. This part of it put the Bucks up 10 and just more meanness and nasty. Giannis, these people have kids, man.
0: Inside for out of the kumbo. That was a scramble that out of the kumbo handled. He made an omelet out of that baby.
5: He did. Said that Vince Carter got the heck up out of the way. Trey Young did the same. He knew exactly what was happening. I gotta hear this one more time.
0: Inside for out of the kumbo. That was a scramble that out of the kumbo handled.
5: He made an omelet out of that baby. You're just not hearing that many other places. I mean, like, this is, like, out of a CSI documentary. (laughs) That's just scary, man. Dude, these kids have kids. That's the are you kidding me moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing. 50 years in business for residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs. Go with Gene Wagner Plumbing. Dot com. That was in the third quarter. Then into the fourth quarter, the Bucks start hammering it down. You know that we're feeling good when
0: DJ Wilson is in there. Two bounces and down for two points. Trey Young, contact with Hill. Young gets through. DJ Wilson is there. No basket on the putback outstanding defense transition defense by Milwaukee to
5: end the third quarter that closes out the third with the bucks up 13 96 to 83 like i said dj wilson is in the game you got to be feeling good at that point going into the fourth and the bucks felt even better when they extended it out to 19 planet pat from downtown Bledsoe, great job getting it back to
0: the perimeter Connaughton for three yes Milwaukee, 13 of 37 on threes, 35%. All things clicking there midway
5: through the fourth quarter. And then this, with about four minutes left, you thought put it on ice.
0: Bledsoe keeps on rolling here in the fourth quarter. It's an and-one situation. Bledsoe with 13 in the period. And the foul is the fourth on DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter, that
5: was his fourth foul. That was Eric Bledsoe's 24th. He finished with 28, and he finished with 17 in that fourth quarter. That made it 121-104. It only got tighter from there, and it only got weirder and more frustrating from there as there were then three video replays. There were then a couple of travels, a bunch of turnovers, a sloppy end to a game that the Bucks really put out of reach there when they made it a 16-point game. It got down to as few as seven for the Bucks, but they do pull out a eight-point win here at 135-127. Now get themselves back home. Part of a back-to-back is tomorrow. The second leg against the Damian Lillard-led Portland Trail Blazers. Pfft, never mind. Dame will not play tomorrow night. It'll actually be the C.J. McCollum and Carmelo Anthony show. And Melo did not fare well. If you're asking how did Carmelo's first game with those Portland Trailblazers go just last night, well, not great. He finished with 10 points in the start, played 24 minutes, was 4 of 14 from the field along with five turnovers and five personal fouls. So you'll get to see now double zero, not agent zero, as you might have wanted to in Damian Lillard. He will not play tomorrow night, a part of a two-game rest that he is getting due to back spasms. 414-799-1250. Going to hear from Eric Bledsoe here momentarily. As well as Coach Mike Budenholzer. He spoke right after the game. First, want to let you know that this hour on the fan is brought to you by McCormick Law Office. Dan McCormick, your auto accident and work injury attorneys. Zora Stevenson on Fox Sports Wisconsin. All of our great highlights, courtesy of the folks at Fox Sports Wisconsin. Zora caught up with Eric Bledsoe after another win for the Bucks and 28 from blood in atlanta
0: eric after a quiet third quarter you were relentless in that fourth quarter 17 points for the period in the offseason a big emphasis for you was moving on
5: to the next play tonight it was moving on to the next quarter how did that come in handy tonight
2: i mean you saw the first three quarters i was i was horrible um turning the ball over left and right um missing shots uh, it just felt like it couldn't get right so i just you know stayed calm you know stuck with you know what i've been preparing for and you know try to finish the game strong and my teammates like I keep saying, keep preaching. They do a great job of staying on me every every game. And in your mind, going into that fourth quarter, what were you telling yourself? Um just stay with it. Mason is just stay with it. And just keep playing defense and make the hustle plays. Um, you know, Trey didn't get it going until like the fourth, but you know, he it was a tough night for him. He's a hell of a player.
1: This is a game of runs. They made it interesting in the end, but it seems like this team is doing a better job of closing things out. What are you seeing?
2: Oh, uh, we are. But we got to do a lot better with, you know, that pressure they put on us. They did a great job, and I thought we did a poor job of executing and getting the ball to the floor. So um, the starters came back in, did a hell of a job of closing this thing out.
5: Ten games in November so far, eight of them on the road. Do you even remember your way around Pfizer Forum?
2: So I'm just trying to take it a day at a time, man. Um, the days go by so fast, I don't remember what day it is to so half the time. So i just take it a day at a time. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. That's Eric
5: Bledsoe after the game. Yeah, ten of their first 14 on the road, they will get a lot of home cooking. Now 12 of their next 15 will be at Fiserv Form It's the Pick and Save Probes Game show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. We're going to catch up with Matt Velasquez, Journal Sentinel beat writer for the Milwaukee Bucks and our insider here on the post game show next. He was at the game at ATL at State Farm Arena. Now he gets to come home for a back-to-back, but first he catches up with us next right here on The Fan.
1: This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post-game show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez, brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs, go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at marolalaw.net or call 414 414- 327 5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. Bucks finally get
5: to come home. They have played 10 of their first 14 games on the road. 12 of the next 15 will be at five for Forum. They cap it off with a five game winning streak, and they've won nine of their last 10. Finish the job in Atlanta tonight against now the 4 10 Atlanta Hawks, 135 127. Talk about it right here on the post-game show, Pick and Save Robes post-game show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North with Matt Velasquez of the Journal Sentinel. Hello, Matt. How was the ATL? Yeah,
8: it treated me well. So far, so good. Uh, I'm glad to be coming home, though. Uh, you mentioned all of the road games. It's it's been, a, it's been a little bit of a grind, but I'm looking forward to being home for a long stretch of time.
5: Yeah, I can't even imagine what what that's like for for you going back out on the road. Now, how many times have you been able to stop back here? And I mean, is it just living out of one suitcase? Do you get to alternate on a on a quick pivot home? How does that go for you?
8: Well, it was, it was nice coming off the uh, the four game you know Western Conference trip, having three off days, and the home game against the Bulls, uh, and then going back out again. Uh, so at least I was a few days back at home, and you know went home between the uh, the Pacers and Bulls games. Uh, on this trip so it wasn't you know as bad as it could have been uh but just you know 10 out of 14 on the road you know for for the team for the for the beat Riders, for everybody involved uh you know it's a lot those, those types of stretches come uh during any season for every team uh but doing it right out of the gate that's uh that's a trial by fire and uh, i think the bucks have handled it really well
5: no doubt about it, and and doing the baseball post-game show, Matt, I saw a couple of teams not handle it very well. The Boston Red Sox played, I believe it was like their first 11 games on the road, and, and they just never recovered. The Bucs have been able to take care of business in road games and, and showcase and winning it in different ways. They've now done the last four games, albeit against teams that you would expect them to be able to beat, but they're doing it without Chris Middleton, their second-best player.
8: Yeah, it's been impressive to see the way, uh, particularly Dante Divincenzo, has stepped up. Um, you know, Eric Bledsoe had a, you know, a rough start of it tonight, but he was critical in that fourth quarter with 17 points. He had a stretch where he was really hot, and actually, you know, George Hill was up to check in, and then he kind of looked over at Bud and he was like, "Nah, blood's hot. I'm, I'm not checking in." And <laughs> they just kind of let him go. Um, you know, so he stepped up a few times. Giannis is Giannis. Um, you know, West Matthews got going a little bit tonight. Pat Connaughton had a nice little burst. Uh, in the first half. So other guys have picked up the slack, uh, and that's been, been, been good for them. You know, with Middleton now, even though Middleton is starting to travel with the team now, uh, getting in some pregame shooting work, stuff like that, he's still not all the way back. He's not he's not ready yet. Um, you know, he, he went to go dunk today, and uh, he barely got it over the rim. I uh, just didn't have enough uh, burst in his legs, and guys were making fun of him, saying that was a power layup or a, or a Kyle Korver dunk or something like that. Uh, so he, he's not totally ready yet. Um, but in the meantime, the, the Bucks have been just fine.
5: And Matt, you, you mentioned Dante DiVincenzo there at the start, and he has been the guy to get the start and, and get the nod there and, and the lion's share of the minutes. But he has really played well. I was talking about it a little bit earlier in the show. He just seems to be a role player that plays better with better players. I don't know if that makes a whole lot of sense or if that is just something that all players do, but he's able to pick his spots. He's smart and knows when he's able to take advantage of the things that he does really well. And that seems to be all the dirty work.
8: Yeah, you no, know, he, he plays defense. You know, he, he gets in passing lanes. He gets deflections and steals. Another two steals tonight, and you know, plenty more deflections than that. Um, you know, he, he knows how to how to hit a three off uh, off a kickout. You know, where he had a couple. Um, catch and shoot threes one from the corner on a tough bucket where he's fading kind of towards the towards the baseline uh made that one then right on the next play i think it was out of a timeout butt by drawn it up for you know he he's taking that top of the key catch and shoot 3 that normally we tend to see middleton getting that opportunity um and so you know he, he made the most of that and the bucks wrote his hot hand for a couple possessions there um but he's been he's been doing a, a little bit of everything and you know especially when that little bit of everything involves defense you know going to keep putting you out there
5: Talking with Matt Velasquez here on the postgame show for a couple more minutes. He's down in Atlanta now finally gets to come back to Milwaukee as the Bucs play 12 of their next 15 games at home. Follow him at Matt underscore Velasquez on Twitter. Matt, now 30 minutes tonight for Giannis. Been a little bit critical of of how much they've had to burn him here in the last couple of dates, but albeit they have been doing it without Chris Middleton and are getting the Ws, he just was – Efficient as all heck tonight. Twelve of seventeen. the The threes weren't falling, but those really the only shots he missed tonight. Actually, they were the only shots he missed tonight outside of free throws. He was efficient as heck, and and thirty three more points. He's had a triple or a double double in each of their fourteen contests so far.
8: Yeah, I mean he's been he's been incredible. I mean he he's better than he was last year, or at least his numbers so far have been better than last year. And and he oh by the way was the MVP last year. So he's he's doing pretty well. Um, you know, he put the team on his back there in the third quarter. Um, you know, I think he had 17 of their their 38 third quarter points, uh, pushing the pace, getting to the paint, finding his teammates, just doing doing everything he needed to to, to get them uh, in the lead for good. Uh, it looked like he was going to be able to you know close out the game with about four minutes to go. He subbed out. They're up 17, uh, and then they they didn't close it out. Uh, they they were sloppy. Couple turnovers from a couple different guys. Bledsoe with two in a row in the backcourt. Um, just wasn't a, a good finish for them. So Giannis had to come back in. Still, he only played 30 minutes. Like you know, for a superstar level player to only have to play 30 minutes in a game uh, is generally pretty rare in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's you know a pretty low number. I think he averaged like 32 minutes a game last year, which when you compare that to the other MVP caliber guys was you know just much less uh, than what they were averaging. Um, so, you know, that, that should still allow him to be pretty fresh for tomorrow's game against the Blazers. Uh, and, I mean, just even looking at tonight, I know everybody was, you know, very excited that Ben Simmons hit a three. And he put up some good numbers and he had 18 points seven of nine shooting, 13 assists, stuff like that, against the Knicks. Well, you know, it is the Knicks, but he also had to play 42 minutes yeah. in a close game uh, to put up those numbers. And Giannis, in 30 minutes, uh, you know, it unequivocally had much better numbers against a— Likely superior team, uh, so you know that kind of just if you want to use something to compare, um, you know obviously Ben Simmons not Giannis, and he no one's saying that he is or he's even close, but he is a high quality player and a number one draft pick, uh, and he still had to play 42 minutes against a team that's not good.
5: Yeah, and and it does speak to how the Bucks have done this, right? They have gotten enough space where they've been able to go past these teams without. Uh, a lot of their firepower that you would bank on them having. Final thing for you here, Eric Bledsoe, seventeen there in the fourth quarter. You just mentioned Giannis took it over in the third. Bledsoe took it over in the fourth, albeit with a couple of turnovers there in the backcourt. That does that does keep you a little bit frustrated with six turnovers for Bledsoe tonight.
8: Yeah, and uh, you know he got off to a, a little bit of a rough start. Got the foul trouble early. I just tried to chase down Trey Young, um, which is a difficult task to do. Um, you know, now he gets teed up. He, in the second quarter, he's not shooting the ball really well. Um, but, you know, to be able to shake all of that off and then in the, in the fourth quarter to go on the kind of run that he did, uh, finishing inside with a bunch of tough layups, you know, knocking down back-to-back pull-up threes, um, really helping the Bucks extend that lead out to as large as it got at 19 points, you know, that, w- that was on blood. And, and he was able to, um, you know, really pick his spots and, and build his confidence and bounce back from a, from a shaky first half uh, didn't close it out great, you know his uh, his free throw shooting, which had been good uh, earlier in the night. You know he he missed a few in the final minutes, and he had those turnovers. You know finished with six turnovers tonight. Um, but overall, I think it was a pretty good game from him, and not great, but it was pretty good. I established it late. Uh, turnovers are going to happen when you're in a position like that. I mean, Giannis had eight turnovers against the Bulls, which five of them were offensive fouls, as right. you know. Uh, but but those turnovers are going to happen, and the important thing is he was able to shake off. Uh, things that that didn't go right and, you know, figure things out later in the game.
5: Matt, appreciate it as always, man. Get home safe, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow night after the Carmelo Anthony-led Trailblazers come into Fiserv Forum. Can't believe I'm saying that.
8: Yeah, bummer there's not going to be any uh, Dame Lillard tomorrow, tomorrow night, but uh, Carmelo's a good uh, consolation prize, I guess.
5: Yeah, I think TNT's going to be okay. I I know they'd rather have Dame Lillard, but they get Carmelo, and that'll at least draw some some eyes. Yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> Take it easy, Matt. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. All right, see ya. That's Matt Velasquez, JS Online, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, at Matt underscore Velasquez on Twitter. He's right here on the postgame show, uh, brought to you by Thomas Morell Law Offices. He joins us, as all our guests do, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019, look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local, common-sense lending to your community since 1935 Yeah, TNT can't be all that upset. They get at least some eyes that are not there because of what Charles Barkley did a couple of days ago. They actually get some eyes because Carmelo Anthony is on the floor for all the people that do want to watch Carmelo Anthony play basketball. I do. I don't know about anybody. I'm excited. To see Melo any single time was one of the joys that I did have always when I was when I was a, a ball kid in high school. Like, there are certain dudes you love watching just because you knew what they were at a certain point. Mello was such a beast back in the day, man. In the 15 in Denver, those old powder blues, he was so nasty. One of my favorite players to watch. And now fading through and getting himself back in the league, Happy for him and, and happy for all those people that are going to the game tomorrow night. It should be a great one, and it should be a good atmosphere. You know the Bucks are going to be fired up to be back home, and uh, understandably so, as they've played 10 of their first 14 on the road, and they've done it now by winning 9 of their last 10 and closing it out. After that tough loss in Boston, through the month of November, they are 9 of 10, and they've done most of that on the road outside of just two home dates Wins against the Toronto Raptors and the Chicago Bulls as well. So it's the Trailblazers tomorrow night. First, we got some more to wrap up here about this 135-127 win in Atlanta. We'll hear from the head coach Mike Budenholzer next, right here on the Pick and Safe Probes Post Game Show. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. You're listening to 105.7 FM, The Fan. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a
1: decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? at the rim. Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan.
5: 135, 127 bucks beat the Atlanta Hawks at State Farm Arena tonight in Atlanta. I'm torn with the defensive play of the game. Because any time DJ Wilson gets in the game and then has a highlight, I feel like I have to give it something. So, although Giannis' alley-oop that he gets from Bledsoe was technically off a really, really nice defensive play, this closed out the third quarter. This put a cap on the Bucks dropping 38 and outscoring scoring the Hawks by 16 in that third period. And, oh, by the way, it felt like it was starting to trend towards a route.
0: Two bounces and down for two points. Trey Young, contact with Hill. Young gets through. P.J. Wilson is there. No basket on the putback. Outstanding defense. Transition defense by
5: Milwaukee to end the third quarter. That did close out the third quarter. Jim Pacheco just told you there on Fox Sports Wisconsin. They made it 96-83. It felt like the Bucs were clearly on their way to a W at that point And then broke it out at one point, led by 19. To no avail were they able to walk away with a win tonight. It was tough all the way through. And they end up winning at 135-127. Coach's corner. With Schneider, for 80 years they've been offering great careers, great benefits, and more home time than anybody else. Visit SchneiderJobs.com or call 1-800-44 Pride. Inside that coach's corner, we hear from the head coach Mike Budenholzer. His team gets to come home, but first he talks. You hear it right here on the fan.
3: To finish off this road trip with a win here, um, you know it's good for our group. Obviously, not the way we want to play the last four minutes, but um, you know I think we can learn from it, be better, and. A lot of positives, Uh, you know, the work that Bled and George do defensively. Um, Special, Giannis, just everything he does. And, um, you know, Dante contributing, doing things well. Wesley um, thought had one of his better games tonight. So just a lot of good individual performances. Collectively, we were good.
6: What about Eric Bledsoe in that fourth quarter,
3: 17 points, he just went to work? Yeah, no, he got hot and made a few threes there early. Felt like he had, like, 12 straight, and George was at the table to get him. George said he's hot, so we left him man. Got, got to the paint, made some free throws, so, um, you know, Bled was very good. I
0: know before the game I'd asked about the drop scheme, and it just felt like you... Force floater after floater. What did you think of the
3: defensive performance on yeah I thought you know uh, you know bled and George are just you know individually they're really good and um, you know he's talented but you know you get him to play in between um, you know inside the line and play against Brooke play against Giannis, and he had some tough floaters but um, you know overall um, you know if we take away the three-point line take away the free throw line from him that's you know a big step in the right direction I thought the the, the guards were great.
8: And a lot of second half of the season, a lot of more concerted effort to get to
3: the paint, whether it's to finish for yourself or help others. Do you think the same thing at this point? Or do you guys just kind of like, you know, do, you just do that on their own? And yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's our guys are, I think one of the good things is they coach themselves. I think, you know, they're smart. They pick things up. They see the game. And, um, you know, it certainly makes, uh, you know, what I have to do, you know, more manageable when, when they're coaching themselves. And you can just, you know, kind of encourage that, embrace that. Um, and I think we've got great leadership and guys that understand the game. And I think they've been doing what you said.
0: I know it was sloppiness in the final four minutes, but what do you think, causes Is it not being aggressive enough? Is it being too careful with the ball? Like, what do you think your guys are doing?
3: Everything, you know, all that. I mean, we just threw it to them twice. One time out of bounds, we just threw it to them. And another time, we tried to throw a half court pass, you know, so it's just, two interceptions and layups off of it and then Bled, you know, is being a little bit aggressive trying to beat the double team himself which I encouraged him to do and a couple times he got into trouble just trying to beat traffic and um, you know, you put all that all together and you know, they got an 8 or 10-0 run and it's down to a 7 point game. So now you
0: go with DJ
3: before Irsan uh, first off, any injuries or anything with Irsan and just what did you see from DJ? Yeah, no, Irsan's fine. He's healthy. Um, you know, DJ I thought, you know, a couple good things, you know, obviously he gets the dunk in transition. I think, um, you know, some defensive boards and loose ball foul that I think he created. Um, and defensively, he's athletic. I think against a team like this, it's, you know, he can switch. He can play, you know, our center field stuff. And, um, you know, so I think it was great. DJ's been working hard. He's ready. It's good to give him a little, uh, a little opportunity. In closing
8: out a, a road trip like this uh, with a win, but then lo- looking out, you got a bigger picture, 10 of your first 14 on the road. What does it mean that you guys were able to finish that 8-2 and two in those road games?
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, we've talked about it a little bit with the team, and, you know, everybody has stretches of their schedules that, you know, are, are more difficult. And to come out of the gate with, with you know, 10 out of 14 on the road um, and for this group to be able to put together um, what they've done, you know, um, I think there's a lot of positives to be taken from it, and um, and we feel like we can play a lot better, too.
8: 15, up at home.
3: How look yeah, like yeah, a lot. No, I mean it's it's. We feel like we've been out uh, for a long time, so it's going to be great to be home and you know our fans and the arena is so great in Milwaukee and the energy that we get from them and you know we'll need it tomorrow night. There's Coach
5: Bud after the game right here on the Fan 1250 AM 105.7 FM. That's the Coach's Corner, and he just speaks to it there. The Bucks finishing off 10 of their first 14 games on the road. A lot of teams don't respond well to that, especially right out of the gates. A couple of those were really, really tough games. I mean, even point back to the way you start the season against the Rockets in a game that you definitely could have lost. I don't think anybody's debating that. They came back from 16, I think it was, down. There have been some really, really hard physical games in here, and the couple that you've lost on the road... Maybe you deserved to lose, maybe you didn't. And maybe you played some lesser opponents, you got some breaks. Eric Name pointed out earlier today when the news came down that Dame Lillard won't play tomorrow night at FICER Forum when the Bucks take on the Trailblazers. Now, the Bucks have missed Carl Anthony Towns, miss Kawhi Leonard. They missed Malcolm Brogdon when you went to Indiana. Now you missed Dame Lillard. Getting a couple of breaks there. But scheduling-wise, the Bucks caught no breaks. Luckily, they get to be back home and play in front of the Fiserv Forum crowd and maybe get a couple of those breaks that you get at home and try to get a couple of wins against a fired-up crowd. Now 12 of the next 15 at home. And in that stretch, you would expect to get the return of Chris Middleton. The X-Factor of the game tonight brought to you by Brighton and, Stratton, Brighton and Stratton College Athletics, offering 15 junior college sport athletic scholarships. Learn more at bscbobcats.com X-Factor tonight. I believe Dante DiVincenzo is the X-Factor for this run that the Bucks are on. Right now, uh, the Houston Rockets just lost in Denver, 115-105. That's knaps a seven-game winning streak for Houston. That was the longest active winning streak for anybody in the NBA. Now Bucks are tied with the Cavs and Pistons. Clap if you thought that was going to happen. For the longest active winning streak. So Bucks are rolling here, and they've won the last four without Chris Middleton with the thigh contusion. A lot of it because of what Dante DiVincenzo has done. 25 minutes tonight, 11 points, it's not going to jump off the page, no. But the way he is playing and with the confidence he has stepped into that role, I don't think it can be understated. So many guys will go into that role and try to force things. Dante's allowing everything to come to him, and I think he's only putting in more of an more of an application, for lack of a better term, to be the starter. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Talked about it a lot tonight on the show and I want to continue the conversation tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show when we start up at 2. I don't think it's a bad thing that Dante DiVincenzo takes over the lion's share of the work over Wes Matthews. I don't think it's a bad thing that Wes Matthews loses the starting job. It's kind of how this thing is supposed to go. To a man, Mike Budenelser might tell you that they had hoped that Dante DiVincenzo would start over Wes Matthews by the time we get to X date. I think it's January 1st. Could be that Christmas game against Philadelphia, who, by the way, survives tonight against the New York Knicks 109 104. Luka Doncic does it again tonight. Just 26 minutes. For the 20 year old in a 142 94 beatdown on national TV of the Golden State Warriors. Luka goes off for 35 points, six of 10 from downtown. 11 assists and 10 boards. Another triple-double for Luka Doncic. Heat win 124-100 as well on the scoreboard tonight. That... The biggest numbers across basketball right now uh, going on on ESPN. The Clippers taking on the Boston Celtics, leading by two just midway through the third quarter. That's going to do it for us tonight. Pick and Safe Probes post game show. My thanks to Matt Velasquez for joining us as well as Sam Schmitz, as always, producing the program. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow, not only on the Wendy's Big Show, but at two Portland Trailblazers, Milwaukee Bucks. tonight after Tomorrow after Pfizer Forum, we'll be right here on the fan.